0: evening, everyone. How are we doing? hope your weekend's been good. <laughs> so slightly different stream tonight. We've got a special guest on here, Bez Beats. I'm looking forward to having a good chop up and having a good chat with him today. So welcome in, Bez. Good to have you on the uh, Beat Around the Music stream. Obviously, uh, it's been great kind of meeting you this... Well, it must have been at least a year now, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's probably been... like a year and a half since I've been hanging out yeah. in the Discord with everyone. That's right.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, so we've obviously met through John the Dreamer's... Uh, discord which has you know been a great place for music producers to kind of connect and you know we've all been doing the uh, regular cook-up clubs which have been you know, i'm sure you probably say the same has been really useful
1: uh, yeah no the the discord's been great i mean i think it's been a, a good way for us all to connect during covid and whatnot mm-hmm. and meet some like-minded people so uh, yeah i mean it's been it's been really fun
0: yeah exactly it's been really good to just kind of talk to people about music I mean, that's something I've always missed sometimes with, uh, you know, in other aspects of, you know, the society and your friends and everything. So it's just great to have that spot. But um, yeah, how, how did you kind of survive COVID? I mean, obviously, it's been a been a weird kind of year and a half, isn't it? So how have you kind of managed? Yeah, to...
1: um, I mean, I've been lucky that I have a job that, you know, I've been I've been able to work through COVID, uh, working more from home and stuff. So I mean, you know, from that perspective, it's been good. But Uh, I live a couple hours away from most of my buddies like where I grew up so you know definitely not seeing friends as often as uh, as I normally would so you know it's been nice to you know hang out with you guys in discord and make some friends uh, on the internet so yeah it's been it's been a long haul but I mean we got our music and video games and Families and everything else. So yeah, I mean it's it's been okay.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean we this we haven't really connected just through music. I mean we've kind of found the golf side of things. I mean you've been giving me <laughs> some of those golf tips.
1: <laughs> that's a yeah, well, obvious, you know, no, for me these days we got snow out here in Canada, so I got to wait till spring.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course. So you're in you're in Canada, so you know time difference and everything so it's been great that we can kind of find this time to uh, overlap and have this chat so um for sure yeah i mean kind of where where's your music journey started really where, what kind of where was your first memory of getting into music or doing any sort of music
1: yeah i mean i've had uh, quite a, an eclectic i guess background with music I mean, i'll start off by saying i have absolutely zero musical training i never you know i never really learned an instrument when i was growing up uh i did about two weeks of band class in grade eight and uh i switched to art because yeah. they, they they basically had me tucked in the corner doing like triangles and percussion and stuff and i was just like oh, this really? is, <laughs> i was like this is horribly boring so i ended up switching uh into art and I discovered I was better at drawing and painting than I was, uh, you know, playing music at that point in time. But (laughs) I think I, I mean, I grew up, just being a person that's always loved music uh, you know I, I very rarely do anything without music playing in some capacity whether it's in my headphones or my speakers or I just basically love listening to music so I think that started pretty early in life and you know I think just because I was so interested in in you know different types of music it slowly evolved into you know wanting to learn how to actually make the music and um, you know so that that's manifested in a couple different uh, avenues I guess you could say as a i was growing up but i mean i i remember me and my buddies used to record rap songs like i, I think we were in maybe grade seven and we were literally recording them on cassette tapes using a, a karaoke machine my buddy got for christmas so i mean that that would probably be my my first uh memory of actually making you know my own music so mm. uh it definitely goes back a ways <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, old, how old were you in grade seven what kind of in case we don't know if you're uh not from Canada or yeah
1: like, I guess you... uh like probably 12 I'm just 12. trying to think like 12 13 somewhere in there yeah because yeah. yeah, I like I, I, I thought that was like definitely when we started recording songs like I I remember recording songs in my parents basement but I mean the you know, I'm I'm not the youngest guy, so you know we're talking we're talking years ago. This was before the days where you could just get free beats off uh, off YouTube. Like I was downloading instrumentals off like LimeWire, <in- <laughs> infecting my computer with viruses, and uh, yeah. like I I would literally have the beat playing through a speaker, and then I would have my microphone in front of the speaker, and I would just record it that way. Like I, I didn't even know what a DAW was or anything, so. <laughs> Uh, I was, you know, I was always experimenting with uh, with how to create music, even though I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I mean, there's one there's one question in the chat as well. What is band class? So can you explain what band class maybe was? Cause I, I, even I'm not sure. I mean, I'm guessing from my experience, I'm thinking like kind of almost American pie band camp where you got a big band <laughs> there kind of just watching <laughs> well,
1: on the field. <laughs> so like when I was in high school, we had to have um, you know, credits in the arts, uh, you know, to get your your high school diploma or whatever you want to call it. Um, That's
0: pretty cool to be fair. So you don't get up yeah. But answer, I mean,
1: we so. we had options. There was drama class that would do you know plays and stuff like that. If you wanted to do kind of more acting stuff, um, mm-hmm. then there was band, where you know they taught people instruments and you would do you know performances and and stuff like that. And then we just had like an art class where we did painting and sketching and stuff like that. So I I ended up doing more more of the art stuff. I like I said, I only. I only did about two weeks of band class, and I was just like, "Yeah, this this isn't for me." <laughs> yeah,
0: I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> Even yeah, Santana says I had band class as well. Maybe I wonder if it's crossed over in a similar kind of uh, experience. I don't know, maybe. Um yeah, I was just I'm just going through the chat as well. Uh shout out to OP 32. How's it going? Ben it says they required a fine arts or music credit for graduation here. That's interesting. Was that kind of the yeah, same so, for you, Bez?
1: Yeah, it's basically the same. Like we had to have a certain amount of credits. Um, I don't think you necessarily I'm trying to remember, this was quite a while ago, but um yeah, I don't think you had to carry all the way through to graduation. You just had to get a certain amount of credits. So I think you could mm-hmm kind of do like a year or two of of the arts and then you didn't have to keep doing it if you didn't want to so I mean yeah it was it was interesting Um, I mean I think like a a lot of the kids that were in band like they already had some background playing different instruments and stuff I was kind of the one kid in the class that didn't know how to play anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's a hard age at that time isn't it because like you don't you don't really realize you might go into doing some you know music production and I guess we didn't really see I don't know, maybe you felt whether you felt this the same where you didn't really see how technology could get so involved with how we make music. So um.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of technology, like I think the first time I started making beats was shortly after, you know, me and my buddy started recording these rap songs. And yeah, back back in that day, like we literally had to go to the store and buy computer programs like in a physical box. <laughs> like it was uh it, it was kind of funny. And I remember like we had this store that mainly sold video games and I was in there one day looking at video games and I can't even remember what this software was called. It was like, like DJ production suite or something. And it came in a box and, uh, yeah, I fired that up on my, my PC back in the day and started making a couple beats. So yeah, that, that was my, that was my first, uh, experience kind of making beats uh, on a computer wow that's wild
0: yeah I, I mean john's saying was it music 2000 on playstation but I don't. no I don't it wasn't it was quite uh, the same. Nah, but it sounds very similar um, well someone
1: in the comments just said ej that honestly might be uh that, that might be, be it. what it was <laughs> it, <laughs> and i you. mean it was it was horrible compared to like the the technology that we're using nowadays but i mean i i also had no idea what i was doing but it kind of just had like a bunch of samples in it and uh you know you could layer them up and stuff um but yeah it was it was pretty fun yeah
0: (laughs) do you still have any of those beats or are they all kind of just lost in the archives and
1: oh man i i'm pretty sure they're all gone at this point
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean uh, probably safer sometimes i mean if i i've got a couple of beats that were like from 10 years ago and i'm just like oh i wish i could yes, just delete these probably but...
1: for the best that they're gone to be yeah. completely honest but <laughs> I, I can still think fondly back to those days though so i mean yeah that was uh that was the good old days for sure
0: <laughs> yeah so so once you say we said well once you move from that program i think it was it possibly could be a ej what kind of was your next step into the world of making beats or into music from there what was the kind of um your next step yeah so i
1: mean back then i was uh you know definitely a rap fan that was pretty much all i listened to for the longest time me and my buddies used to like we we participated in like freestyle competitions um you know we used to go to house parties and i can't even remember how many but we we went to a couple different events where we were doing freestyle battles and stuff so i mean at that point i was still you know kind of dabbling more with um with the rap side of things um I don't know why, but I remember like, I hated electronic music for the longest time. Like my buddies used to, you know, try and get me to go to see Skrillex live and stuff. And I was just like, no, I've, I have no interest in that. But, um, in my early twenties, I started working at a nightclub. I was a bouncer for a couple years. Uh, and we were also, you know, going out and partying at that point in our free time. So, uh, you know, once I started spending more time in the club, I kind of started, uh, getting acclimated with the electronic music a little bit more i remember i think the show that actually kind of got me into electronic music was uh kill paris i don't know if you've uh heard of him but um yeah he came in and did a live uh a dj set at the club that i was working at and it was kind of like funky like glitch hop kind of music uh lots of like rap remixes and stuff so as a rap fan i was like oh this is actually you know pretty interesting and yeah then i kind of went down a a rabbit hole from there got really into the electronic scene uh, me and my wife used to you know do a lot of live shows and raves and stuff like that and uh yeah just that kind of passion for you know discovering new artists and um and that sort of thing kind of led me to want to learn how to DJ so I think that was kind of my my first endeavor into you know I guess taking music a little bit more seriously when I started doing that. So mm. um, yeah, that, I can't remember exactly how old I was, um, but I, I would say like my early twenties, like twenty-two or somewhere in that range, is when I started uh, started DJ. So yeah, did that for quite a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Billy, Billy's just asking on the name that you said you you saw live, and that kind of was a nice entry point into electronic music for you. What was it? Yeah. Name again? Uh, oh,
1: Kill Paris. Kill
0: Paris. Oh, okay. Let me write that in the chat. There we go. Kill Paris.
1: Yeah, he's... I mean, he's, he's relatively well known for, you know, electronic music production. He's been around a long time. Um, but I, so another kind of funny story, like I know you used to be into like dubstep and, and whatnot. Yeah. So you're familiar <laughs> yeah. with a lot of that stuff. But so, I mean, the, the town I grew up in, in Canada on the West Coast, like not a big city by any means. Like, I think, you know, less than 200,000 people. Um, <laughs> but it's actually it's actually the hometown where Excision and Datsik both uh both grew up in and they're like you know roughly the same age as me so you know i ran into them a few times uh, throughout my younger years and actually the club that i used to work at as a bouncer they had two dance floors they had like the main floor and then upstairs they had a smaller dance floor and uh datsick and excision used to throw like uh, dubstep nights on like i think thursdays and this was like before anyone even really knew who they were like they were just kind of starting off but I I remember that that was kind of cool like that's kind of how I got into uh, listening to more dubstep
0: yeah I mean the fact that they were just you know where you worked was is just (laughs) wild really to me yeah I know it's uh, like obviously
1: (laughs) no one no one knew at that point in time that they were going to blow up um, I see John in the chat saying Datsik was fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's too bad, too bad. He turned out to be not a great person at the end of the day, but, uh, uh not much we can do about that. No, that's
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not here for Datsik, that's true. So we're here for, we're here for Bez, but, um, nice. No, I mean, it's cool that you got to kind of experience that. And so how did that influence your DJing, um, side of things? And how long were you DJing for? Did you have any uh, gigs that really stand out for you? So that's kind of free question. So I can break that up. And... Well,
1: no, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I mean, like music has always primarily been a hobby for me. Um, it, like even DJing, it was nothing that I was necessarily pursuing. Like I wasn't, you know, trying to be some big international DJ. Uh, I wasn't even really making my own beats or anything at that point. I was just you know, downloading music and, uh, and playing it, but um, yeah, I kind of discovered early on I didn't have a huge passion for you know DJing at places where you know I had to play specific types of music. Uh, you know, I, I've always kind of prided myself on you know, going off the beat path and finding some lesser known kind of underground artists and stuff. And I mean, they, you know, the club I was working at, it was primarily like top 40 music and, you know, some remixes and stuff like that. So it wasn't necessarily something that I was passionate about. And I had a couple opportunities, like my friend started a wedding DJ company. He wanted me to DJ weddings, but I had absolutely no desire to do that. Um, I think the most fun I had DJing was actually for a couple of years, I was in a pretty good rhythm of. Uh, doing a weekly live DJ set just at my house and uploading it on Mixcloud, and um, yeah, I stuck with that for like a few years. Like I, I had a ton of content on my on my Mixcloud and uh, yeah I found that really fun because it just kind of was an outlet for me to show you know some cool artists that people you know don't really know about that was actually around the time I met Lobinski who's in the discord and he was making dubstep tracks back then and like I would add his tracks to my mixes and stuff so I used to I used to have a lot of fun doing that and um, yeah at that age I was renting a house with a couple of my buddies and uh, it was a party house like at least a couple times every month we would have like pretty big parties at the house And uh, I would quite often do some some DJ sets at those house parties, we'd have like 50 to 100 people there, Um, strobe lights, smoke machines, like
2: we
1: were, (laughs) we were decked out. So I mean, thinking back like that kind of stuff, I actually enjoyed more than, you know, like working at a club or whatever. Mm. Um, but that that actually kind of led me um, that led me into the the production side of things because as I had been DJing for a number of years, I was still primarily listening to like a lot of electronic music back then. Uh, that's when I bought my machine and I started. I, I actually started out. You know, I wasn't even making hot beats at that point. I was kind of dabbling with some house music and some dubstep. If if I want to call it that it was horrible, <laughs> but, but yeah, I did. I I did that for like a year or two and I honestly just got really frustrated with my production. I just felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't going anywhere partially because I just didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, partially because I think the limitations of machine, you know, it's not the most fleshed out software, especially back then. So yeah, I, I dabbled with that a bit and then, um, actually took a break for a couple of years and, uh, and then we got started up with Ableton, and here we are.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen John's machine as well. So Native Instruments Machine <laughs> is obviously their kind of software. So if anyone's not seen that before, but um,
1: well, I was so... uh, like when I was DJing back then, I was primarily using the Traktor. Um, yeah, hardware, software and everything. So that was kind of my first uh, venture into the Native Instruments lineup of products was more on the DJ side. But then when I wanted to start learning how to make beats, uh, I think it was just kind of a natural progression to get the machine um, just because I like Tractor so much and they have some functionality that works with each other and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, so that's kind of where I started. Um, I didn't know enough to even want to try learning ableton <laughs> back then like i even machine was kind of overwhelming for me at, at the beginning so i stuck mm-hmm. with that for a bit but i mean yeah I'm, I'm definitely happy that i made the transition to ableton
0: yeah i actually so like i we... think so, yeah. I, I
1: think i i think i literally like started using ableton right when i joined the, the discord so that was That's kind of my yeah that was my starting point
0: <laughs> so we're talking like what a year maybe year and a half then was that right or is it two yeah years probably now?
1: yeah probably about a year and a half come up on that so yeah I mean I I still think there's obviously a lot in Ableton that I haven't mastered but yeah I mean after about a year everything started to make a lot more sense and uh, it's a lot more fun using it now so mm. yeah it's been it's been good
0: yeah and I can hear that in the progression you've made over your you know over the period that we've been you know talking and sharing music with each other so you know there's a question from Billy as well as uh, is there a big learning curve with DJing? um
1: i mean it probably depends on what kind of djing you're doing i was never like a vinyl dj i mean i i would imagine there would be a huge learning curve for someone to to start you know using vinyl if you've never done it before i mean just like music production there's so much technology these days in dj software and whatnot that uh you know honestly anyone can probably pick it up and you know become proficient at it in a relatively short amount of time it's not it's not the hardest thing in the world especially i mean there's like tractor as an example like all the music that you load in tractor it automatically detects the keys and the bpms of all your songs so as someone you know that wasn't formally trained i mean the software kind of tells you what songs are most likely going to sound good together i mean you you just have to have a decent ear i guess and uh good song selection
0: <laughs> that's it yeah song selection i always think is the best is the best thing really i mean it doesn't matter if you can beat match or anything like that. i think if you can pick out good songs that all blend together that's uh that's uh definitely the main thing um, well i'm sure
1: you know as someone who also has dj'd you know once you start <laughs> to get good at it you start to pick out you know how good people are at mixing when you're out at the club oh, or whatever yeah. it's just like oh this dj's trash <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well i was just gonna say did you have you ever been have you do you go to the clubs well when you were, if you go clubbing or when you did go clubbing did you just sometimes just spend half the time analyzing <laughs> mixes and oh yeah
1: <laughs> definitely that was a, i mean that was a big reason why i wanted to even get into djing was because i started going to all these shows and you know big music festivals and stuff and i started to kind of you know, get a good sense of who the good DJs were and who the mm-hmm. bad DJs were. And then I was just kind of curious, like, oh, like would I be able to learn how to do this? And yeah, so it just kind of started off as a as a little fun hobby.
0: Yeah. And I mean just DJing the parties and stuff. I mean sometimes the smallest crowds are the best crowds to be honest. So, you know, those experiences sound like they, they've obviously informed as well, helped helped you get to where you are now as well. So and there's a lot to say about DJing and how that kind of relates to music production. And, you know being able to pick out ideas knowing what sounds good what works that's really important to kind of be able to decipher um yeah
1: i mean i think i think djing definitely can help people learn you know song structure and yeah just kind of you know building tension releasing tension you know kind of keeping mm-hmm. the energy moving how you want it and i mean a lot of that stuff translates obviously to making beats so uh and i mean it definitely helps train your ear to a certain degree. You know, you have to learn to understand what's in key and what's out of key. So, you know, I, I was never able to tell you, Oh, well, these songs are in, you know, a flat minor or whatever the case may be, but I could tell you if they were clashing or if they sounded good or bad together. So, I mean, it definitely uh, helped kind of get me to where I am now, but um, yeah. yeah, definitely not formally trained <laughs> no but you know the, the the
0: fact that you can pick out that is then you can say well why is that crashing? you know that sort of thing so you yeah know, that, that definitely adds to the, the journey as we as you you know as yes, you go along and you improve and you learn that's that's the main thing so let me go back to bennett's uh, question um op says op32 says well since they made that sync button everything because much becomes much simpler well yeah that's true <laughs> That Um, helps, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The sync button's always good.
1: (laughs) Depends Um, what kind of DJing you're doing. I mean, like, one of the cool things with Traktor is, uh, I mean, they have all kinds of different features for, you know, multi-deck, like syncing and remixing songs on the fly and stuff. And a lot of DJs look at sync, like it's a bad thing. But I mean, in my opinion, it allows DJs, I mean, if they want to take the time to learn, I mean, you can be a lot more creative mixing, you know, three or four tracks at a time. Uh, I mean, I, I would imagine that would be almost impossible or at least very, very difficult if you weren't using some kind of sync. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is you can use it as a cheat or you can use it as a creativity tool it just depends how far you want to go with it but i mean the other thing too like if you're just mixing house tracks and they're all kind of the same you know 128 bpm or whatever it's like do you really need to be wasting your time (laughs) manually beat matching when you could just hit a sync button but i mean it doesn't work very well if you're going to be you know djing at a wedding where every song's Completely different and i mean a lot of older music isn't necessarily snapped to a grid so uh yeah i mean it depends
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely i mean you're sharing some good information there because you know you have to think about what kind of music you're doing and how you if if you're just going to be a dj that's playing house track house track and that's it or you're going to be someone who's really going to throw in acapellas from other tracks or you know really get creative with the whole process so uh and I think that I think that's one thing Tractor did well initially was how it was very kind of full about DJing in a bit more of a whole like new compositional way rather than just DJing and it's kind of having, having a bit more of a different approach, which was cool.
1: Yeah, I don't think it ever, uh, I don't think it ever took off like they wanted it to. But Native Instruments um, was actually kind of groundbreaking when they released their like stems. Like instead of just downloading the song as a whole, like a lot of music was starting to get released. Like with the cappella and the drums, you know, like you could actually have the stems and then within your tractor software, you could launch them all individually. So you basically remix tracks like Mm. on the fly. Like it was really cool. Uh, There was nothing else at the time that was doing anything like that. So yeah, yeah, I I think they definitely leaned more towards like the electronic uh, DJs where like Serato was more popular for, like, you know, scratching and, and everything else. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just kind of whatever flavor you were looking for. Just like Dawes, now, I mean, they all do a great job. <laughs> it just kind of depends That's what it. you want.
0: You so know. Bennett says, um, what are your biggest influences when it comes to music? So it could be artists, styles, could be, or it could be a bit of everything.
1: Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. Like I mean, as far as production goes, definitely a lot of sample based producers. Like I listened to a lot of, uh, DJ premier Dilla RZA. I mean, those were some of the favorite producers of mine when I was growing up. So I think, you know, as far as like my, my hip hop beats, that's definitely a big influence for me. Like I like sampling. Yeah. I mean, I, I've obviously, you know, I haven't been doing this for that long, so I think I'm still trying to kind of find my own sound. I don't really, you know, model my beats off any specific producer i'm just trying to kind of find my own lane but um yeah those those were definitely some of my my favorite producers growing up Mm.
0: because you kind of i remember when i first sort of talked to you you were doing a lot of chilled kind of beats and then you experimented with more trap and then you've kind of gone into a bit of both really i think you're kind of in between with the boom you know mixing boom bap chill you got trap. you kind of got three kind of ideas or areas that you're kind of working within so is there any ones you're most favorable of or that you like making the most or you kind of enjoying just the experience of trying them yeah
1: I mean I think I think you kind of touched on it um I definitely still enjoy making kind of lo-fi kind of boobap inspired type stuff Uh, but I do like making trap beats as well but I've kind of noticed that the styles at least in my recent beats like they are kind of gelling together nicely so almost like a, like a lo-fi trap kind of sound. I guess maybe like the first artist that comes to mind for the sound that I've been kind of going for is like maybe Jay Cole's last album, like mm-hmm. kind of trap drums a lot of the time, but then you notice that like he's still using kind of older, like vintage sounding samples, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I don't think is super common in, uh, in trap music. So yeah, that's been, that's definitely kind of a lane that I've been going in. Um, I think you guys have probably seen a lot of my beats too. Like I, I definitely use uh, like vocal chops and vocal samples a lot in my beats, either as, you know, kind of the driving melody at times or like I'll I'll use like vocals as sort of a pad in the background. So yeah, that's kind of, I, I think that's a big part of my, my style that's kind of developed over the last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, in fact, I think you've, you're developing a bit of a sound that's kind of becoming how you you know how you sound what well, your yeah how you sound basically you where you're trying all the where you've been trying all these different things you're kind of um using your influences as well which is uh i think we'll get into one of your tracks now actually that's probably a good time to um to kind of bring one in and we can then talk about it and you can kind of explain sure. the project that you've got going on about um with the duo you're uh, currently working on or would you like me to start with a beat one which one do you prefer any either one or
1: yeah, I mean you can play the beat first if you want because I yeah, mean I think okay. that one, uh, I think that's a good example of kind of the sound that I've been going for lately.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's do that one. John says 100. percent I think it's why I don't know I, why I know how to do drops and structure. So going back to the DJing things we were mentioning. Um, Billy asked. I guess there is a lot of learning on the job type of experiences. I guess he's that's referring to kind of DJing and your production side of things so would you kind of say yeah definitely
1: along uh, the way yeah well djing i mean anyone who's done it i think you just kind of know that like half of it is just learning as you go because every every gig's different i mean every every venue's different sometimes the equipment works sometimes it doesn't <laughs> so, <laughs> some, sometimes you bring your own equipment sometimes you don't yeah. um you know, malfunctions can happen in the middle of a set. Uh, you might have set list lined up for some tracks that you love and you think are going to go off, and then, you know, people aren't feeling it. So you got to do a complete 180 and try and find something that they like. So, yeah, it's it's never the same thing twice. But um, I think that's kind of why I ended up liking doing, like, my my weekly mixes, because then I just got to kind of play the music that I liked and, you know, yeah. kind of just highlight some of the music that I, I was feeling at the time.
0: Tell you your your beat instrumental i did get to listen to it before we went on stream it's kind of that nice mixture you're talking about so let's give this a share
1: yeah there we go yeah there we go
0: I mean, the, the chat was really enjoying that one. And I like the atmosphere you create in, in your tracks, that you've got that very kind of chilled vibe, but there's still the bounces there and the little pockets for the artists, you know, to really kind of lay down some some vibes down on there. And um, I guess that kind of comes with who you're working with at the moment. You're working with a lot of rappers, I know. Uh, you mentioned yeah. to me before. And um, does that kind of sit with you in terms of, the, you're, you know, got ideas of who might use this kind of track or is it kind of just making stuff and then you know seeing who would maybe be interested?
1: Yeah I mean I a lot of the beats I make these days I have you know somewhat of an idea of, of who might want to use them. I've been working with a couple local rappers like around here Um, so a lot of the time I'm specifically, you know, trying to make something that they might want to use on a project. Um, I think also just when I'm making beats in general these days, like I know we've talked about it before, I've really been trying to just keep myself to like a 60 minute time limit. Um, just, uh, you know, I'm I'm not trying to overcomplicate things, just the, the simple beats are the ones that the artists want to use. So, you know, a lot of my beats you know they're not the they're not the fanciest thing in the world but like you said i think i've kind of been honing you know kind of a a simplistic but you know catchy kind of um mm. kind of style for the beats and um yeah i mean it's been it's been working out pretty good i've been working on a couple projects with some rappers so yeah definitely having fun with that
0: yeah and that, and that definitely shows in the kind of tracks you're making and this one has those definitely has that vibe to it that I can just already hear the artist kind of almost on top of it, um, which is really cool. So we've, you know, you said you're on, you're using Ableton now, and you've been using that for the year and a half now. So what's your kind of process? So you said that you've been doing these sixty-minute kind of cookups, you know, beat making sessions. Um, what kind of, what's your process when you sit down to make a beat? Is it, you know, if you're doing a sixty-minute process? for instance?
1: Yeah, I think usually I kind of have an idea before I start um, whether I want to start off with like a sample or if I'm just going to make it from scratch, kind of like what you were doing on stream the other day. So, I mean, I kind of pick a lane as to what I want to do for that specific beat. Um, So, I mean, I kind of, uh, I at least have some direction for where I'm going to go. Because, I mean, yeah, as you know, if you're doing a start to finish in 60 minutes, you kind of have to have at least a bit of an idea of where you're going. Um, So, I mean, like I said before, I do like samples based hip hop so I mean I'm on Looper Man and whatever else Uh, I have a hard drive full of random samples that I can dig into if I want something Um, Serato Sample is you know one of my favorite plugins so you know I usually drag something into there and start chopping it up a bit that's, mm-hmm. it, it. it's super quick and streamlined using that, uh, that plugin. So that saves me some time kind of going in there. It, a lot of the time it recommends slice points, you know, oh, really? so yeah, you can actually just keep hitting like a randomized button and it'll give you different chops. So like sometimes <laughs> I'll just, I'll just play around for five or 10 minutes until I find some cool slices that I want to use, um, to kind of set up the foundation of the track and, and go from there. Or I mean, my, my other workflow is, uh, quite often I start, off with Scalar 2 if I want to make something from scratch I'll just mm-hmm. go in there get some get some chords going with Scalar and then just build it up from there layer some sounds make a melody that goes with it and yeah I mean it's amazing how quick you can work with some of these tools
0: yeah definitely I mean for anyone who doesn't know Scalar 2 it's just well how would you describe Scalar 2 because you're, you're you probably know it better than I do so
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a music theory plugin. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it. I mean, it has pretty much every scale that you can possibly imagine in it. Um, so you can pick whatever scale, you know, come up with some chords. Uh, there's also artists that they have worked with that, you know, have submitted some of their favorite chord progressions. So you can actually look at other artists, like what chords they like to use. So uh, and then you can just mix and match like so for someone like me that's not you know classically trained with music theory I mean I know a little bit of music theory but I mean I'm no expert by any means so uh, you know ha- having tools like scalars, is awesome I mean I can come up with good sounding chords in a couple minutes so definitely a big time saver and uh, I mean it just gets you thinking about chords that you probably wouldn't have thought of yourself like I know you've kind of looked at it a couple times i mean even for someone like yourself that has a lot of training i mean they have different voicings and stuff that maybe you wouldn't have thought of right off the top of your head so yeah definitely a, a powerful plug-in once you kind of dive in there and, and learn how it works
0: yeah and no, i mean for the price i mean it's a pretty good it's pretty good for uh
2: yeah it's like it 30
1: costs. bucks or something <laughs> yeah
0: it's literally a still i mean it's great it's kind of crazy really yeah. Um, a lot of
1: people don't know it's actually made by like the plug-in boutique people. Yeah, that's their, right. that's their plugin. So it's kind of funny, but yeah. so, I mean, that's, that's usually my workflow. Like I usually start with chords, um, come up with a counter melody and I, start, I usually do drums and, and my eight or whatever last, that's my typical workflow. But I, um, for the most part, I usually have my beats also mixed and everything like within the 60 minutes. Cause I, I like to mix as I go. Uh, I do all my EQing and stuff as I'm as I'm adding sounds. I, I prefer to do it that way. I don't like going in after I've already made the beat and having to EQ everything. So, yeah, I usually I usually kind of do that as I go. And uh, one thing that John kind of brought up a while ago was like that sometimes he likes to have ozone already on there, so you can kind of hear what your track sounds like with a you know a limiter already on there. So. Yeah, usually like I I have a pretty good idea where I'm going with the mix and master before I'm even done the beat. So, I just yeah, I prefer to kind of go with that workflow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great like thing to take away if you're, you know, if you spend quite a long time on it, you know, this is not New generative beds, but if anyone's in the chat and they feel like they spend a long time kind of just making tracks, that's something to just try. Just try making something in sixty minutes, get it mixed down. I mean, I've been doing it. You've, you know, if you've seen me on stream, and I'm, um, it changes your whole mindset, and you, you can't, you have to make those quick decisions within within that time. You can't then go back and say, okay, well, well, you can obviously, but it, it, you have to be firm with yourself, basically. And uh,
1: yeah, you know, well, we I mean, stick to. It's a little bit different, I would say, like, you know, you just put out your instrumental album. I mean, that kind of thing, I would probably spend more time mixing after the fact and, you know, doing proper mastering. But I mean, for for your average hip hop beat at least in my opinion you don't need to do very much mixing just make sure things are leveled relatively well you know some basic eqing like it's not it's not rocket science i mean no. if if an artist is going to hop on it with me you know it's going to get mixed either by me or some other engineer after the fact so it is what it is just make sure it sounds all right make sure it's knocking so the artist wants to hop on the beat but yeah i mean it's not uh, the most time intensive thing for sure
0: no definitely not good stuff and um so you you talked about a few plugins in there would you say they're the, your top three like must-haves so if you're like stuck if you couldn't have any other plugins what would be the three that you'd have to live with that
1: we couldn't oh, live without like that's a hard question is <laughs> yeah. this is this all plugins or talking like like yeah, mixing all plugins because oh, we God. talked about
0: this on beat around the music last week so we were talking about what would be the three plugins we just can't you know not you can't be without
1: Oh uh, pro- well, for me, like Ozone is one because I mean it can do so much within one plugin. So I mean it checks off a lot of the boxes. I mean it has a really good EQ, has good compressors. So I mean that's kind of cheating because it's <laughs> it's basically twenty plugins in one. Um, so Ozone, um, probably Valhalla, Vintage Verb because I find like I literally use it on every song. Yeah. So I, I think that's got to be considered a, a must-have at this point. Um, and then, I mean, this is probably cheating too, but like contact. Because <laughs> like, I, I think every beat that I make has contact in it, in one shape or form. <laughs> Especially <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a big user of the uh, complete control, like to use my contact instruments. Um, I have the complete control keyboard from Native Instruments, so it has functionality where, you know, I can set whatever scale I want on the white keys, So, you know, I can probably pretend to play the piano a little bit better than I should be. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, those, those three, those three plugins are probably on, on basically every track.
0: Yeah. Are there any sound libraries that you got to have in contact? Or is it just, uh, just having contact generate? but if yeah, you had I mean, to, you had to pick a few sound lab- libraries or do you, what you always go to?
1: Well, I know you just bought Cycles. That, <laughs> I mean, I have to give Cycles a shout out because I mean, yeah. uh, I love playing with that. Even if I don't even make a beat half the time, I can just sit there and like play with that plugin because it's just so fun and creative. The stuff you can do with it. Um, I think that uh, Hammer and Waves is going to be my new go-to piano library. I think it sounds great, and um, it definitely has some creative uses that you can use like it's not just your typical you know piano um so i have a feeling that's going to be in a lot of my productions moving forward i definitely use pianos quite often um yeah i mean just like well i mean i i've had the the complete ultimate collector's edition bundle for quite a while now um so i mean there's tons of stuff in there but
0: Mm.
1: i I mean that's that's been kind of my my go-to stuff for the last year
0: Yeah. I mean, I think even, yeah, John said, Fez said my answers and I think you're kind of similar to me with those answers, to be honest. I mean, if you watch back on the stream, i basically said this similar thing. So I think, yeah, those, those three just do so much really. And they're so powerful, like you said. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so many good ones out there, but uh, yeah, those, those have been kind of my, my backbone. I think the other one that's, uh, I'm going to give it an honorable mention uh heat up three i still love heat up three yeah. i know i know john ended up not going with it after he looked into it a bit um you know the base like the base library it comes with is is okay it's you know hit or miss but uh i think i bought it last black friday like i've, I've had it for quite a while mm-hmm. um, but when i bought it i got like the like the complete collection that has all their expansions and the value in my opinion, like next to none. Like I think I paid just a couple hundred bucks for the full collection. And like, there's so many good sounds in there. And um, not that it's as big of a deal anymore now that I got a better PC, but like heat up three, it takes like no CPU, which is fantastic. Um, mm, Cause a, a lot of these, a lot of these contact libraries, man, like even with my high end PC, like they just, they eat your CPU like crazy. So mm um so heat up three definitely gets an honorable mention because they got everything in there like bass pianos like every instrument that you can think of um so yeah definitely nice plus when i bought it they actually sent it to me on an external ssd so um it doesn't even take up any of my other drives which is nice so yeah definitely shout out to heat up (laughs) three
0: So is that what you kind of look for when you you try and find plugins or new plugins that you haven't quite is it kind of that that versatility with them
1: Yeah, I mean, versatility, a lot of the time I also just like ease of use. Mm. You know, I like I said before, like I I haven't been trained formally with a lot of stuff. So I mean some of these plugins just have like a hundred knobs and you know someone like me, I can get a little bit overwhelmed with that stuff. So I just like something that's easy to use and just gives me inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I mean if it if it can do a lot of things within one plugin, I mean that's great. Like Ozone's a prime example of that. Uh, it can pretty much do all the mixing and mastering that you would need. So uh yeah versatility, simplicity and I mean, it's got to sound good. Obviously, we, uh, you know, we're getting pickier and pickier with our plugins. They got to sound, they got to sound nice.
0: Yeah, they have. Yeah, they got to be. That's the thing. They got to sound good and they got to be versatile, definitely. So, um, well, speaking of mixing and mastering, we'll go on to your, uh, your second track, um, which is a uh, duo with you and another rapper that's they've also from Canada. that right
1: yeah so yeah shout out uh slum glutton he's the the guy that raps on this song that we're going to check out um i actually met him through a local rapper forum that i've been a part of on facebook like i've been in there for a couple years i've made some good friends and and connections like in the rap community out here um yeah he actually lives in the same town as me and um yeah, he actually, he he liked my beats. We decided we were chatting and we kind of came up with the idea to to do a little side project. Um, we called ourselves the Grown Ups because we're both, you know, getting a little bit older in age here. So yeah, we came up with this idea. He um, he actually liked some of my lo-fi beats and I, mm. I was surprised because like most of his solo music that he does on his own is like very dark, like underground, like boom bap kind of uh, like just, gritty music and then he actually reached out and he was like oh like you know i'd love to make some songs kind of maybe on some lo-fi beats and um that's why we decided to kind of do it as a side project and uh yeah this track is probably one of the more fun ones that we've done like it's completely different than my normal productions and completely different from anything that he's done before but i mean yeah we got a ton of good feedback on it so i definitely like this track it's
0: It's a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I was saying before we come on stream. I mean, it's got over three hundred. What's three hundred and seventy-eight views at the moment? So, you know, if you definitely going to post this up in the chat so you guys can all check it out um, outside of the stream. But um, yeah, you also got quite a fun little video to go with it as well, didn't you? With the lyrics and everything, which is uh, yeah, we just paid some
1: guy on uh, some guy on Fiverr for cheap (laughs) just. (laughs) easy yeah just kind of a basic little uh lyric video so yeah it turned out good people were uh like people gave us lots of good feedback on it um Mm -hmm. yeah we've actually had some some other rappers that liked it so much that they've reached out to us wanting to do some collaborations and stuff and yeah it's really cool i mean I, i i don't necessarily make music uh because i care about views and stuff but i mean it's been nice to get some some really positive feedback on it and uh like i said some other rappers are are interested in working with us so yeah just the networking and uh building those relationships right now
0: definitely yeah well let's have let's give this a listen to i I really like this one so i'm sure you all gonna you enjoy it as well so
2: Drunk knights, nights, doing porcelain curls Don't want much, no diamonds or pearls Just two million dollars and a beautiful girl I wanna feel good I mean real good It's too late now, baby, but I still could It's great now, but I wonder if she still would Me and myself, just walk around the neighborhood Step back to the days of old Me mug on my face, trying to trade my soul Ten years later, gotta save my gold Still think about her, trying to shake the hole Dipping down the back street,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a real fun track, that, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah, like, I mean, it was completely, like I said, Like I mean, that beat is pretty different from my normal stuff, obviously. Um, and I mean, that is the complete opposite of the type of music that that Slum usually makes. But yeah, I mean, we just kind of had fun with it. He was like, he didn't want to put it out after he recorded it. He sent me like the rough draft, and he's like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what people are going to think about this. Like it, it's like so far from my normal stuff. But I was like, after I listened to it a couple times, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty catchy. I'm like, we should definitely put it out. And then, yeah, like he had so much good feedback that, uh, like, I, I think he said it was probably like the most positive feedback he's ever got on a track. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of fun experimenting with some different sounds and stuff. Um, I mean, I I had to get creative with the drums on that because I had to do some rock kind of style drums, which I don't do usually. Actually, I used a contact um, w- one of the complete contact libraries that comes with the uh, the ultimate bundle the the Butch oh, really? Big the the Butch Big V drums or whatever. I don't uh, know if
0: you. I've not actually used them to be fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's like a they it's like good. a rock drum plugin. Uh, so that's because like I, I don't even have any samples that are like rock drums. Like they're all rap trap boom bap stuff so yeah but uh and I I did the engineering for that I've been doing all the mixing and mastering for all of our tracks so yeah we've put out four four songs under the grown ups moniker and then um yeah we got a a full album coming out probably end of January maybe early February we're just trying to line up the release date we got a couple songs that we're just mixing and mastering right now so yeah definitely having fun with that um nice yeah it's working out pretty good
0: yeah i mean i was just gonna well i was just literally gonna ask about the project because it's uh obviously you're making your album but you've aren't you know you kind of pulled out which is uh exciting to hear so how are you going to be releasing that is that going to be through um the usual social media uh so, um, usual social streaming platforms or are you going to go Bandcamp or kind of mix it up a bit what's kind of the plan
1: yeah, we're just going to do more traditional. Uh, we've been kind of dropping singles. Um, I, th- I think we've dropped like at least one single per month for the last couple months. So we've just been kind of drip feeding some of the songs. I think we might drop one more single, like at the beginning of January. He he has a couple songs coming out this month, like under his own, like solo projects. Uh, so he didn't want to drop any of our songs until he releases those other ones. So I think we're going to drop one more single at the beginning of January. So that'll be like five songs that we've put out. And then the following month after that, we'll drop the full album. And I think it's probably going to have eight, eight songs on it. Um, so yeah, people would have heard, you know, probably four or five of them, but then the whole album will pop as a cohesive project at the end. So
0: nice.
1: yeah, I mean, it's been cool. Cause like, like not many people obviously knew who I am as far as a producer, like I'm pretty new to it. Um, so, you know, slum reached out to me and kind of wanted to do this project. And I kind of looked at it like a good opportunity for me to start working with artists. And, um, through him, I've met some other rappers that I've done some mixing and mastering and, you know, sold some beats and stuff like that. So, yeah, I kind of went with a a different strategy, I guess, to kind of get my name out there. But, um, Mm -hmm yeah it's worked out pretty well i've definitely built some good uh, some good relationships
0: yeah definitely i mean is this your main project working moving forward or have you got other projects or releases that you're hoping to um to bring it out uh this out is the in-
1: this is the main thing that i'm working on right now i would um, I was planning on doing like an instrumental kind of lo-fi album similar to what you did, but then wow. I've just been uh, I've been pretty busy with this uh, grown-ups project, so that's kind of eating up a lot of my time right now. Like I I don't do music full time. Uh, I have a full-time job and. I got a toddler at home and a wife and everything. So yeah, kind of limiting myself to one project at a time is, yeah. uh, is really all I can handle at the moment. But yeah, I would love to, you know, drop some kind of instrumental album in the new year sometime, but, um, I already have a lot of tracks that I think would work for an album. I, I just have to kind of touch them up a little bit, do some, do some mixing and everything. So yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Um, and then, I mean, I, I don't mind, like, I, I've been picking up, like, the odd the odd uh, little job here and there doing some engineering for people. So, yeah, like, I'm kind of torn right now. I mean, I love producing. I, I definitely have fun producing. But I've also kind of discovered over the last, you know, maybe six months or so that I actually, like, I really enjoy just mixing and mastering too. So it's kind of like, you know, being pulled two different directions. I mean, I guess I can do both. But um yeah it's kind of hard to say which one i i like more at this point
0: <laughs> why not do both to be honest i mean yeah well I, can, i'm
1: sure i'll do both
0: yeah the fact that you can do both is always a good thing for you know you've got that set i think well yeah I mean, we haven't talked about studio setup but you've got a you've got a nice setup already there and, you know you can have people come to the house to to record and everything so yeah not, i mean know? that's
1: that's another thing like i I haven't fully completed my studio downstairs. Like I still want to do some, uh, some sound treatment and stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a a possibility in the future, like having some artists, if they want to come in and and record music here, I I have, you know, a pretty cool space for it. Um, Like the downstairs of my house is uh, it's like a suite, but I'm not renting it out to anyone. So it's basically like a separate you know, entrance from my main house. So it would be, it would be quite easy to turn it into, you know, some kind of studio space where I could have artists come through, but not quite at that point yet. But I mean, it's definitely a, it's a good space for me. I got my gaming set up in here. I got my music. I got my, my workout equipment. I can basically get everything done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, I got some work to do. I, um, I got to wall mount these TVs to get them kind of off the ground, make some more space um, once I get the TVs mounted, I'm going to put up some, some kind of soundproofing panels mm. around the room. It's a bit of an echo chamber in here right now. I find the, I, I have that, uh, Aston halo shield on my mic. It actually did a really good job. Like normally mm. this room would sound horrible, but I mean, you can actually get a, a pretty good recording with just that. But yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely like to get some, some sound treatment up in here, but yeah, one step at a time.
0: Yeah, and as the you know, as the project grows and you get more rappers, kind of you know, asking for your services, you can just use that money and time investment into improving the space as you need it. You know.
1: But yeah, definitely. Here, I, I see. I see John saying that it's a massive space. Yeah, like this is supposed yeah. to be a living room for someone. Like if I rented it out, but I mean, like the other, like I said, this is a, a suite in my house. Like there's a a bathroom down here. There's like a kitchen and stuff. So I mean, it's actually like a pretty pretty cool area to hang out um and then yeah i'm not i'm not bothering my my wife when i'm down here <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's probably happy about that
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah no it's uh it's definitely a cool space
0: yeah definitely definitely so um self-contained yeah i mean that's a good way to put it live in the dream just you can put a lock on the door and just stay there for a couple of days <laughs> well my my wife's been out
1: of town for a couple days so I've literally just been down in this room for basically (laughs) the the whole weekend but yeah no it's it's nice
0: definitely nice yeah so um you mentioned obviously wanted to do the lo-fi album next year hopefully um is there any other projects you'd if you could choose right now what would you kind of really like to work on or improve on for next year
1: yeah I mean the other project that I kind of have on my radar at the moment is after we drop our Grown Ups album, uh, we, we want to start working on like another EP or potentially album like basically shortly after that one. Uh, because like I said, we've, we've had multiple people reaching out to us wanting to do collaborations. So uh, we actually want to do like a, a collab project where every song is going to feature like a different artist um so yeah we're we're kind of making a a bit of a list right now for people that we want to work with and uh yeah i think that's going to be really cool just to kind of work with some other people and um and put something together so yeah that's uh that's kind of one other project on the radar but yeah i think for the most part yeah i I want to get that lo-fi album out i want to get this first grown-ups album out and then um yeah we're just going to keep working from there nice
0: yeah so, non music wise, are there any New Year's resolutions that you're you're setting yourself, or are you just focusing on the music? Yeah. side?
1: I mean, I don't have much time these days to really take on anything else. You know, I I, I bought all this weight uh, weightlifting equipment because I think that's kind of my big thing right now is just trying to get uh, get back in shape. So, yeah, between the music you know family life my job and yeah just working out like that's been basically consuming uh consuming most of my time it's amazing when you got a a toddler at home how much uh how much time that takes up so yeah
2: i, can yeah,
1: I mean i def- definitely staying busy but I-, I can't see any uh any huge projects in the new year <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's not a bad thing though. I, mean, I saw no. a
1: question um uh, from billy in the chat what's oh yeah What's the What's best, the best experience, experience so far that I've gained? Lots of gems. I honestly, I would say probably just you know meeting um, meeting John and and you and just you know a lot of the people in in our communities that we've been you know hanging out with. Like I think the Cook Up Club, honestly, is, has probably been like the best experience for me as a new producer. Shout out, uh, shout out John the Dreamer and the Cook Up Club. Yeah, shout out to John the Dreamer.
0: Let's get a shout um, out, right, uh, John.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that, like I said, that's literally when I started, um, started using Ableton, I found John's channel, I was watching some of his tutorials, and then I, I subscribed to him. And then one day, I was just on YouTube, like I always am, I spend way too much time on YouTube, and his, uh, his live stream popped up for the cookup club, like, I think it was like one of the first cookup clubs. So I I watched it, I just kind of lurked. And then I joined the Discord and, uh, yeah, I submit a track, like, on the next one. And I've basically been submitting ever since. But like, I if, if I had to pinpoint, like, one thing that I, I would say has progressed me as a producer and engineer is just, you know, staying consistent, like, participating in those cook-up clubs, getting feedback from, from the community. And, yeah, I mean, I feel... I feel like uh, I'm in a completely different space than I was like when I joined much more confident in my skills, uh, much more confident in my knowledge. Like I feel in a relatively short amount of time, I went from, you know, knowing nothing, having to ask all the questions to now being able to actually share, you know, some of my knowledge with newer producers. And like, to me, I think that's been, been the biggest, um, biggest gem, I guess you could say. So I would recommend if you're new and you're unsure about your music, you know, come join us you'll you'll be in a friendly community, you'll get good feedback, and yeah, we all just you know we're all trying to grow one day at a time. so yeah, I mean that would be that would be some advice to all the new people out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you answered my question again, like what would be the advice you could um could give to yourself if you you know just all the stuff you've learned now? what would be the biggest thing you could tell yourself when you were starting out?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if I think back to the days where I just started with machine and I was kind of dabbling with electronic music and I I got myself so frustrated that I literally quit for years. I think if I went back now, like the biggest thing I would tell myself is like, you know, leverage technology, like these plugins that are out there, they're not cheating. Like using scaler is not cheating. Chopping up samples is not cheating. Like if you're an, if you're a new producer, you know use the tools that are available to you. Because like I, when I started out, I thought like oh I, I have to make every melody and every chord progression completely from scratch. And as someone who has zero music training, I was just like my beats sound like complete trash, and I just gave up. And it's like if I would have known all of these uh, different tools at my disposal. Like, I, I didn't know about Looper Man, I didn't know about any of these things. Um, so, like, when I came back and started doing the cook-up club, like, it kind of got me into using samples more and just having fun with that. And, and then, I mean, and then I learned as I went. But, I, I mean, it, it just made the whole process a lot more enjoyable kind of leveraging some of these tools so Mm. yeah I mean I think my my advice is just you know don't don't worry about what all the purists say you know use the tools Um, you'll build your skills from there and um, yeah I mean it's about getting slowly better over time so yeah I think that would have uh, that probably would have prevented me from uh, from quitting originally so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's great you picked it back up and you know you didn't let that although obviously it was frustrating at the time it's at least you've kind of gone through the experience where you've realized that actually yeah it doesn't all have to be made by myself you know I can go and use the tools I've got and really experiment from there I mean I I had that same mindset and I don't know maybe it must have been something that people told us when we were in that time or we just didn't kind of see the, the possibilities that obviously we can now experience so
1: yeah, um, no, exactly. It's, uh, I, I mean, it's the same thing we were talking about DJing and and you know using a sync button or not using a sync button. I mean, there's always going to be the purists out there that'll tell you that you're not doing it right and that you're cheating and whatever. And it's like a lot of those people just don't want to get with the times. They're they're stuck with their old mentality of how they you know were taught to do things. And I mean, there, there's no right or wrong way of making music. So you know just use what you want to use to have fun i mean if using a sample isn't fun for you then don't do it but i mean if you're beating yourself up because you don't know how to make god level melodies then you know just get over your ego and and use some of these other things to help you progress and um, yeah and i think the other like the, the only other tip that i would have is like if you're going into music for the number one priority where you think you're going to make a bunch of money off the bat like you you're doing it wrong and I mean, if you're not doing it because you enjoy doing it and, and you have a love for, for making music or whatever, I mean, you're, you're going to have a rude awakening when you find out that you're not, <laughs> you're not getting the big, uh, the big checks. And, um, I mean, it's just a losing battle. If you're constantly looking for gratification from other producers, like other producers don't really care about your beats. Like, uh, you know, all the people that come in and spam their links and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not the right way to go about it. You know, make music because you love it. And then go from there. <laughs> if that's you end it. up making if you end up making some money off it, that's that's great. Um but that's not why I'm that's not why I'm doing it. Uh
0: I mean I think you've shared some um, you know, amazing tips there for uh for everyone hopefully to take away from this and you know, it's it's speaking from the heart well what you've said there because you know you've gone through these these experiences and these frustrations that a lot of people kind of obviously you know have have felt in that situation and obviously when you haven't been trained it's very easy to get kind of left behind with the whole theory side of things and people kind of hammering down on you that you should be doing this or you should be doing that but yeah don't don't let that put you off I think that's the biggest thing I've kind of taken away from from you it doesn't matter what you've what you've experienced before it's how you can just learn along the journey and take away as much you can from being part of communities that you know are obviously useful and helpful not the ones that are kind of negative and uh, <laughs> always putting it yeah. down but um yeah no stories... for sure
1: and yeah and I think people need to leverage these kind of communities like discord is so powerful I mean you can you can meet people from all around the world like obviously we're basically on the opposite ends of the world but I mean you can develop relationships like you can make friends with people that are similar you know mindset to you because i i don't really have many friends in real life that are like into music uh, well at least not like making music so uh you know like I, I think my growth has obviously you know been sped up a lot by by meeting you guys and i would encourage um yeah everyone to find a community that you feel comfortable in and um Yeah. I mean, like you, if you spend the time to get to know people, you know, they're going to be a lot more willing to help you out and give you feedback and whatever else you're, you're needing. Um, But if you're just going to pop into their discord and spam your music links, I mean, people aren't going to listen to that. I mean, it's the same thing with my rapper forums. Like, it's just like a running joke that people come in, they spam their links, no one listens to it. And then two days later, they make an exit speech. Like, oh, you guys all (laughs) suck. Like, no one listened to my music. It's like, we don't even know who you are, dude. Like, and then all the people that have got to know each other and network, it's like, we all listen to each other's tracks and give good feedback and everything. So, you know, you, you're going to get out what you put in, let's just put it that way. But I, I mean, I think it's beneficial for people to, you know, join some of these communities. So, um, and I mean, like you got a good community going on, John's got his community going on. And, um, yeah. I mean, whether you're an Ableton user, FL user, like, you know, find some people that are using the software that you're using that can give you some some advice. And I, I think that'll speed up your your journey quite quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, is so is there anything else you want to mention, Bez? Because obviously, you know, we've covered uh, well, we've covered a lot of things and you shared some some really helpful things. And I really want people to take away those messages that you've been mentioning there. But is there anything you uh
1: well i mean i think i i think i just kind of said what i felt um on my mind there i think the only other thing i would add is you know i think i'm a prime example for people out there that you don't need to have a musical background i mean i i've been working slowly on improving my you know piano skills but i mean you can do this. Like if, if you're interested in making music, I mean the technology is there nowadays. You don't have to be classically trained. Um, you don't even have to know what a DAW is. I, I mean it's not going to happen overnight. But if if you want to make music, you know leverage the technology. Watch YouTube tutorials. Join a community. But you know don't be scared. Uh, anyone can do it. I think I'm a prime example. Um, so yeah, I mean if if that's something that you want to try, just you know, give it a go because you really have nothing to lose. So I think, yeah, that's that's the only other thing I wanted to add.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, you have nothing to lose. That's, that's exactly right. Um, so is there any anyone we you recommend that we check out? So any artists that you, you've been working with or anyone you're listening to, um, you know, it could be top 40 artists or it could be someone we've not even heard of or it could be people that you're working with that you feel deserve that kind of shout out. So anyone, anyone you kind of recommend that we have a listen? To. Yeah,
1: um, well, you know, check out my my grown ups uh, project. We got four songs on YouTube and basically all streaming platforms. So uh, if you liked that song that we played earlier, I mean, definitely go check out our other songs.
0: Um, yeah, I'm gonna post that. If you're digging
1: it, one. give us a give us a follow on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. I appreciate that. Um, as far as artists goes i mean i can i can shout out a couple in the discord um my homie messiah is a, a rapper in vancouver um he's a, an awesome artist uh another guy that i'm trying to work with his name is uh, junk uh he's he's one of the bigger you know under i guess he's still kind of an un- underground artist in canada but um he makes great music i'd love to work with him someday so mm. yeah th- those those two guys are are kind of on my radar for who i'm trying to work with uh nice. next like they're they're some of the most well-respected uh rappers on the west coast of canada so i'm trying to get into some of those circles
0: yeah billy says uh who's an artist you think we should have on the podcast <laughs>
1: I think we got it. Well, we got to get John on here. I think he has, uh, he has lots of good info for everyone. So yeah, we got to get, we got to get John in here. Um, I think that would be a good start, but yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a cool platform. I appreciate you guys having me on. I think, uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good way for some people to (laughs) share some gems.
0: No, it's been a pleasure to have you on, it's really been nice just to kind of spend time with, uh, if you just have a good chat and really just find out more about you and because obviously we've always had chats but they have been very kind of specific or a bit quicker or we've been part of the uh you know the big the big chats in John's discord so uh it's been nice just to have that one-on-one and just really delve into your background really and there's uh you know some of the DJing things you definitely mentioned were kind of resonated resonated with me a lot (laughs) because <laughs> i remember having the opportunity to be a wed- not a wedding dj but it's like a you know the birthdays <laughs> oh yeah yeah so i had zero the- <laughs>
1: zero desire to do that <laughs> so yeah i definitely yeah, I know. Can feel this. You, you can make you can make a decent living being a wedding dj but it just seems like it would be torture <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah it's when it's when you get the drunk people when they come up to you and they're like oh play my song and then they stick their beer on your decks and i'm just like come on man <laughs>
1: yeah i just i wish that um i mean i know twitch was around back when i was djing but like it wasn't the same platform that it is now uh like i i don't think that there was as much variety like it was more of just like a gaming platform but yeah, I mean I would have uh I would have loved to do some like live stream DJ sets and everything, but that wasn't uh, that wasn't really a thing <laughs> back then. Yeah, it's amazing uh all the stuff that you can stream and everything nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's getting easier and easier for artists to you know get their get their art out there. So
0: Yeah. Well, do you think we'll see a Bez DJ stream even just a one-off?
1: <laughs> it's possible. I still it's got possible. my uh I still got my tractor controller. I have like no, uh, I have like no electronic music anymore. Like I'd have to download some, some music. <laughs> I, I don't even know where my old uh, my old hard drive is that has all my my DJ music. But yeah, it, ne- never say never. It might never uh, might no, happen well. someday.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing for that now then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to do a back to back DJ set somehow. <laughs> yeah,
0: somehow we could do it. Just like. <laughs> teleport back and forth quickly (laughs) or something like that (laughs) for sure um so any big plans for Christmas any typical uh, Canadian traditions or
1: uh well we're just we're gonna go back uh back home and spend some time with the family I'm taking a week off before Christmas Nice. I think this is like the first uh, first year in probably seven or eight years that I'm actually taking some extra time off for Christmas. Like we just, it was never a huge uh, a huge priority for us until we we had our kids. So now we got uh, we got a toddler running around. So Christmas is definitely a little bit more exciting again from from a family perspective. So yeah, we're just gonna go up and see our our parents and just spend some some quality family time. How about you? Nice.
0: Yeah, we're much the same really, just the family sort of things. No little ones really around here at the moment or yet. So <laughs> just making the most of just being able to probably have some drinks and not worry about anyone else with <laughs> <sort of laughs> and eat lots of food. So uh yeah, but just like you, I'm just kinda of got a few days before Christmas off, which is is quite nice. So yeah, gonna unwind and enjoy that week off as well off in between. So um Yeah, yeah I definitely
1: I could use some downtime so i'm i'm looking forward to that
0: <laughs> yeah any plans for music or are you just gonna switch it all off
1: um i might have a little bit of time to do some music but i think most of the holiday we're going to be out of town so i'm not really going to have access to my my computer or anything but i got a couple songs that i'm i'm mixing right now that i want to get done before before the end of my holiday so yeah just some engineering type stuff nothing nothing too crazy excellent nice well well i see billy uh at... oh. i see billy's yeah. asking if i got any christmas, hey, songs, christmas in the songs in the making <laughs> no i don't I, well unless john does his uh his worst beat competition for christmas yeah, i don't know what, if We're doing what's
0: that, going but... on about that come on we want it, we want this before uh before the end of the <laughs> into next week
1: (laughs) well and then i i know that you were i know that you were involved uh i know we both did a little bit of mixing for sans uh christmas ep so that kind of got me festive uh in the festive spirit there so shout out santana by the way um she just dropped a a christmas ep and it absolutely slaps so i would recommend everyone goes and checks that out but uh yeah yeah, alex and i got to to help out a little bit with that one so um yeah, that, that's basically my uh my Christmas quota for the year. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's enough for one year. We'll have to see what next
1: year we're gonna bring, but <laughs> Yeah, next. but yeah, we'll we'll make some we'll make some horrible Christmas beats that'll make your ears bleed. So make sure you tune into that one.
0: Yeah, definitely tune in. We're definitely gonna do it, he says. So we need to uh we need to see this, John. <laughs> Get as many people inv- involved as possible. Well, it's been a pleasure, Bez, to have you on here. And, um, yeah, thanks really for having me on here, man. you taking the time, and yeah, uh, yeah shout problem. out to everyone. On, oh, sorry, yeah. And, um, can we get all of uh, Bez's social links in the uh, chat as well, please? Uh, Billy, uh, but yeah, I appreciate all the chat being around as well. Hope this has been insightful and in, and um, enjoyable to listen to. If you're watching on YouTube, um, yeah, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you go and follow Bez on all his social media. And also watch out for that album that's going to come out in January, you said, wasn't it? January.
1: Yeah, we're aiming end of January, maybe beginning of February, but I'll definitely link it in the, uh, in the discord when it drops, but yeah, we got our, we got our tracks on Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube. So yeah, whatever, whatever you use, the uh, the tracks are on there. So yeah, appreciate, uh, appreciate being on here and uh, yeah, thanks for all the good questions, chat. Awesome, man
0: well um yeah have a good christmas and uh i'm sure i'll speak to you before but just signing off from from everyone so they can uh give you your give their wishes and everything um but yeah i appreciate you being on here bez and um yeah hopefully we can uh well you'll be on the round table actually won't you on my stream on thursday
1: yeah i should be there for that too so yeah, i gotta um i gotta get a track ready for for that but <laughs> yeah but uh appreciate it guys and Happy holidays to everyone. I I will talk to you soon.